The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cabby Productions. Hello and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with the lovely Erin to talk a little bit about community and how it impacts our wellness and our journeys. So how are you today, Erin? I am pretty well, thank you. That's great. That's great. So Erin and I have been friends for, hmm, that's a great question that I didn't, uh, about a year, I would say. What would you say? Mm, yeah, at least a year. Yeah, I would say at least a year. And and we've chatted a lot about this topic amongst other ones. So I, uh, when I asked Aaron if he wants to be on the pod, I said, if there's any topics that really stand out to you, just let me know. And he came back with community. So Aaron, what is it about community that made you want to talk about it? So it's been something that has very much impacted my life, especially since I was very, very little because of um, when I was growing up, I only had um, one friend um, for majority of my life until like high school because of I have a learning disability that affected how I was able to interact and build interpersonal relationships. So it was the lack thereof that actually once I ended up getting into more friendships and stuff that made me go, wow, this is very, very, very important and is mm-hmm. needed. And um through connections of things like church and um, community groups that I ended up um, developing healthy relationships that really impacted me. And in fact, um, my current roommate right now, um, which really changed a lot of things, is um, one of the biggest stepping stones in me actually um, stopped being um, so extremely introverted to the point where I um, was content with only having one friend. Um, and slowly but surely um, developed um, the need and want for more um, relationships with people and have realized, wow, this is actually really beautiful and makes you feel like you are wanted and accepted. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And you, you said a lot of things there, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, number one thing that stuck out to me as you were talking is you said that you were content. So I'm wondering if you were truly content or do you feel like you were resigned? Like this is, this is the, my lot in life kind of thing. I wasn't truly content. In fact, looking back, I would say I just dealt with it by becoming numb to it and not actually even dealing with it until eventually my mom addresses me. She's like, you need to do something because otherwise you're going to become um, unhealthily um a hermit, which Isolated. is something that I didn't even um, realize was going to happen. It just was my reality at the time because I didn't know what else to do with it. Got you, got you. That totally makes sense. And um, as far as the learning disability, so we've talked about it a lot. So I know a lot about it. But uh, do you want to do you want to explain to people? I know that it's um, probably the easiest to access similar one would be it's it's got some similarities with Asperger's but it is distinct and different correct yes it is called nonverbal learning disability um, which affects things like your fine motor skills and your ability to read nonverbal cues which as y'all know is 
very important for developing relationships mm-hmm. and also affects your ability to um, learn like things like um, simple math and also um, just understanding depth perception, which also feeds into things like understanding how close or how far away you should be to someone when you're first getting to know them. Uh-huh. And in fact, when I was a little kid, um, I wasn't told this until I was older, but um, one of my best friends, um, their mom noticed that very early on that I was like unhealthily close to certain people and just never brought it up. But it was mm. really interesting to look back on that now. Had I been told that when I was young, probably wouldn't have gone too well and I probably wouldn't have received it well, but it's really interesting to know that now. That's very interesting. So personal space was an issue. And, and yeah. you know, just to share a little bit about my history. So I, I, well, I have plenty of things going on in my brain that, that make it, uh, you know, divergent from the norm. But um, as far as I know, I don't have anything like that, but I definitely have also struggled, especially in my younger years with personal space. So my mom loves to tell this story about we were in Prince George, which is the big city close to the small town that I lived in. And by big city, it's not really a city, but you know, at the time it was. Um, and uh, and I guess I would go to the mall and I would just like run up to strangers and hug them and like sit on their laps, complete strangers. And like, they were like, obviously so uncomfortable because there's this random <laughs> child showing up and sitting on their laps. So if that makes you feel any better, I did that. And I don't even have a good reason. I'm just, I've just always been this way, whatever this is, this cartoon character of a person that I am. Um <laughs> So, uh, so that helps with, with the comfort there. Uh, and, but the other thing too is, um, we're going to get into community in just a second, but the, uh, the thing that I think is important is that you also have some, some great strengths that come from this particular divergence. So do you want to talk a little bit about your strengths that come, that, that, uh, originate from that, from the um, disability? I have a very high vocabulary compared to most people, which is probably one of the better ones have a very high reading comprehension. Um, I don't know if it's particularized to one area, but I've also realized that similar to that of um, people with Asperger's and probably some other things, you also are um, very, very honed in and passionate about certain things. Hyper-focused. Um, yeah. Um, and also, um, it's also noted that generally people have it are pretty dang um, loyal and compassionate of people, which is probably the best part of it. That is very cool. That is very, very cool. So thank you for sharing that with us, Erin. Um, I think that it's very helpful for people to understand the spectrum within which we kind of fall. Um, so my next question is about you said you found community through church and this and that. I imagine in the beginning you weren't very open to community feeling like you didn't deserve it or like it wasn't your lot in life or what have you. So what was it, what was the event or moment that allowed you to be open to an entirely different world than you'd been current, you'd been occupying previously? So when I was in high school, um, every summer the youth group students would go on to well, I wouldn't call them, at the time they were called um, missions events, but mm. 
I would use that very loosely now. <laughs> that's beside the point. But anyhow, um, we had a like little traveling bit of ministry. Is that what you mean? Like yeah. small traveling ministry, local places, um, we maybe. Went throughout the state. We went throughout the states and like helped out different people in different communities and stuff. Got you. Uh, I used to do that too. Go ahead. Oh, cool. In this particular event, it was in Virginia. Um, we had a little bit of downtime before we were setting up for um, a big, large scale um, event. I don't remember what it was, but um, we were just got done playing basketball and I was chilling on the steps by myself. The person who was currently now my roommate, I sat down by him um, and um, basically just spewed out a shitload of stuff about um, my learning disability and a bunch of other things um, about how lonely life is. Whatever weird, bizarre reason he chose, I'm going to listen to you, which still to this day makes no damn sense why you would just listen to someone who you, we knew each other, but we didn't know each other well at all at the time um, because we went to school together also, but we didn't really spend any time. Um, so it was interesting that he chose to listen to me. Um, and then at the end of the night, we had a big, huge, massive prayer circle and he opened me out, um, out of nowhere um, chose to pray for um, me singly in front of everyone and basically praised me and then I'm like, wow, holy crap, this is awesome. And then that started um, the point to which I chose to go, maybe there's something here and started um, seeking out, trying to find um, different community groups instead of um, just having to follow into it. I get you, I get oh. you. So one of the things that you said here, just one sec. One of the things that you said is um, you don't understand why someone would listen to a stranger who's reaching out and explaining that they're struggling. And I think you know exactly why, Aaron, because I see you go out of your way to try to do that and be that for other people. It's very rewarding for all parties to to have dynamics where we hold space and allow other people to to be who they are. Um, so I'm just I'm just pointing out that maybe maybe you don't understand it because a part of you still thinks that maybe you are different. You know, you don't deserve that, but you do. And I'm very Aww. very glad that he did. Um, so your roommate and you you guys have for the most part left the 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 church scene, correct? Uh, yes, I more so. Um, especially within the last year, um, which was very difficult because I tried very hard as long as I could to stay in it. And then I realized I couldn't. And then I lost a lot of people in a major um, community group. And then mm -hmm. um, that's actually around the same time that I got back into that Christian. And then I found another group um, called the uh, My Epic Facebook group which mm -hmm. is where I've been hanging out on Zoom and um, making lots of friends, which has been spectacular. Um, really has been um, helping me um, mentally and getting involved in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And, uh, and that kind of leads me to something that I think is very, very important for people and also something that you particular would have some experience with, and that is not all community is created equal. Um, there is many, many different kinds of community, and while some are very uplifting and help build you up, some create incredibly dangerous echo chambers that can be very, very painful for people who decide to dissent from the, the common belief. 
which is something that you see commonly in church group groups. Would you agree? Yes, very um, much so. Because once I started um, going against the grain, um, started questioning things, I ended up getting shut down nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so my question would be, in your experience, and I know that you're no expert or anything like that, so don't feel self-conscious, just in your experience, um, because I know that that's not the only group that you've decided was not correct for you, and, and I know that you've sought out other groups, what to you is the biggest indicator that a group is going to have healthy dynamics versus a group having unhealthy dynamics? I think a healthy one is one that allows to have not a group think mentality of that we all have to think exactly the same. For instance, um, I don't know if um, you've ever heard of the board from um, Star, <laughs> Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> they all um, are assimilated um, and everything has this um, collective hive mind, which I think is very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never want to live my life in an echo chamber, which is, um, I've seen happen. And, um, I love, um, groups where I can, um, one minute, um, agree with someone and then vehemently disagree with them in the next second and then go, you're an idiot right now. But at the same time, I still love you. (laughs) To me, that is a wonderful group. Mm-hmm. I try not to call people idiots, but I hear you. I hear you. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. So this is a little bit of a side note. I was just thinking about, as you're talking about hive mind and the Borg and, you know, um, resistance is futile. And uh, I um, I was thinking, you said, you know, there's, there's, I, okay, I can't remember exactly what you said. And I don't want to quote it because this is recorded and people are like, no, he didn't say that. So I'm going to just... I'm just going to say what I'm thinking, (laughs) is that I think that there is, you know, um, sometimes advantages to having groupthink. I don't think that those advantages outweigh the disadvantages, but I think that there is a lot of productivity comes from from people, you know, all thinking similarly and stuff like that, and a a cohesion that you're not going to see in groups like the ones that you and I are part of, Um, really, really just the one, I guess, but... um, you know, where there's not a lot of cohesion, there's not, but there's a lot of flow. And I think that that's beautiful. And I I tend to agree is that like, if you want honest feedback, if you want to know how to grow, do not go to the people that are going to just praise you the whole time. You know, like that's the beauty of community is you can have that support, you can have that love. But at the same time, hopefully in a healthy community, you will also have pushback. You will also have people who, who say, like, I'm going to tell you a quick story, actually, speaking of the community, um, bad Christian community, if anyone's wondering, because I feel like I'm being really weird and talking around it. Um, so we're part of the bad Christian club. And <clears throat> I was recently in a situation, I was dating someone who I knew that I wasn't going to be dating long term because we have different long term goals. And I've known this for <laughs> probably about a month. And he, uh, he and I have been seeing each other and I started to have more and more feelings and, and it was challenging because it's like, I don't want to let it go yet. Like I'm not ready for that. And so <laughs> I willfully and purposefully went to specific, uh, few girls in the group that I knew if I explained the situation, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> End it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they did, they did give me that advice. They're like, you're just going to get hurt. Why are you doing something where you're going to get hurt? 
And I knew in the back of my mind that, but I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to get there. And so I talked to them. And then the next time that I saw him is when I said, okay, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's done. Um, and it was hard. It, it still is hard a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit sad because it was really nice. But at the same time, it was just, you know, asking for pain. And, and I guess uh, I've gotten off track. Big surprise. Um, my, my point is that having the community that will support you and love you and lift you up is fantastic. But it's just as important to have elements of that community who will be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know better than this. Why are you doing this? And, and so kind of, people that will be completely honest with you and not just give you what you want to hear. Well, exactly. And I mean, ironically, what I did want to hear was them to be like, uh, leave, stop it, don't do that. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> um, uh, but pretty rare. yeah, and it's very, very helpful. And I, I, it was only a part of me that wanted to hear that. Another part of me wanted to hear, yeah, it's okay, do this for as long yeah. as you want. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyhow, um, so how long has it been since you started your journey looking into community and looking for community and stuff? Um, probably intentionally was probably about uh, 12 years ago. Okay, okay. And in those 12 years, as someone who struggles, you know, with the nonverbal learning disability and all of that stuff, um, you have kind of an interesting, like a very unique opportunity to have perspective, um, I guess, about like what are, let's say the top three things, because I just like to pull numbers out of my ass. What are the top three things that you have learned about healthily, safely, and successfully entering a community as a new person? I feel like sometimes um, I will dive right in and um, see what's up and um, just be complete with myself depending on um, what the group is for. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes, um, in order to um, feel it out, I um, have one-on-one -on -one conversations with a specific person. Um, and then um, I also look to see if um, one of the most important things I look to see who the head people are as regular people, because um, I've seen groups where the head person is um, a normal everyday type of acting person and sometimes where they um, have a headship as if the um, they're a, basically a guru and the people in the group want that to be. The dynamic. Yeah. Um, okay, so my question though is, is uh, more specifically, what are lessons that you've learned about yourself that that make it because I mean a lot of people I guess I'll explain why I'm asking the question and maybe that'll be more helpful um a lot of people that I've, I've talked to have been like I would love to be a part of a community but I don't know how I'm shy I have anxiety all sorts of different things that prevent all of us from doing all sorts of things you know um there's no shame in it but I'm just wondering as someone who I know struggles with anxiety and and 
you know, has specific challenges, how, what are, what are the tangible lessons that you've learned? Like, you know, you said you've dived in sometimes and sometimes you've kind of stepped back and watched what was going on first and stuff like that. So what are things that you've learned that have helped you to become accepted where you go? Um, I think one of the biggest things is definitely finding meaning within the group Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, because, um, you are there ultimately for a purpose. Um, and you, um, generally if the group works well, are able to find acceptance of some sort within it. Mm -hmm. And, um, because of that, you should be able to feel like you are able to be your um, self, um, which you, um, depending on who you are, can't be um, in quote unquote um, the actual physical world, which I don't like saying because I think it is the real world regardless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then, um, I also think that um, it gives us um, innate meaning of um, that we are to um, belong. And also I find it interesting um, with um, the reason of belonging because we were created just in general to not do life alone at all. It'd be like a tree that um, is in a storm and falls over because there's no other trees there. Well, if there's a forest, it should be able to support itself. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, sorry, I had a tickle in my throat and I was like just panicking. Um, so, so when you suggested community, before I ask you more specific questions, uh, when you suggested community as a topic, what did you think we like we didn't really discuss this very very well as always that's how I roll um so what did you think I was going to ask you about and like what's one question you thought I might ask you and how would you answer it um I figured you would ask um why I wanted to engage in communities ever in the first place and Mm -hmm. what the point of it is Okay, so let's hear the answer to those questions that I did not ask. Um, <laughs> the point of a community on um, my mind is um, so that you would have a collective uh, sense of belonging and purpose, but that also so that you could um, come together and that um, you could um, do actual life with each other and build each other up but also be able to critique each other and um point out people's truths at the same time of um things you need to do better and well on and that you would um truly care for them and um i also think that um the reason why it exists is because who the heck wants to do life alone in the first place? A, it's pretty boring. Two, it's lonely as shit and um, not fulfilling whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I think it can be summed up pretty easily in the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. 
right? Is that we we have strength. We have strength well, together. Just pull out some of the best lyrics of one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, okay. Well, I hate to break it to you, but your 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 favorite lyricist stole that. It's an idiom. It's a it's an old phrase. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not surprised. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, that that uh, that totally makes sense. Is you know, I mean, it's like it's like if you have a pie, right? You know, what's way better than eating like flour and an apple and some sugar uh-huh. straight up is a pie. It's better. It's better when it's a pie. Than just like having a mouthful of flour. That sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> okay, so before we move on to the game, I wanted to know if you have anything that you want to add, share with people, encouraging words, book recommendations. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Literally anything. The floor is yours for the next, like, I don't know, minute or two, three minutes. I don't know, however long. Um, I think you should all go and check out the all ever wonderful worst community ever, but also the best one, the Bad Christian Club. There. There, BC Club. You heard it here. I was going to say you heard it here first. You did not. You probably, well, okay. Here. (laughs) Since Aaron said Uh, that, let me give a little explanation about what we're talking about. Okay, so I got into podcasting, um, listening to Bad Christian. Well, actually, okay. Bit of a funny story, a little of a side note. So <laughs> um, when I was um, first kind of exploring some things a few years ago, I was like, oh, what if I was missing? I was missing um, my spiritual side, but I didn't want to go back to church. So I was like, oh, and then I found sermons online or on podcasts. And I was like, oh, this is not quite what I wanted. And then I found Pastor with No Answers and then I found Bad Christian. And it was within two weeks of finding Bad Christian that I joined the BC Club. And I kid you not, life-changing for me. Um, It was my first foray into online community. Um, I joined October 2018. Um, They actually helped me to leave my very controlling ex-boyfriend and really helped me to change my entire life. I'm a big advocate for the BC Club. Um, I've done a commercial for them on uh, their thing and it was when I had my old mic. So if you hear it, it sounds like shit. That's why. And... um, and that's where I met Aaron. So, Aaron, when did you join the BC Club? I recently joined uh, just a few months ago, actually. No, I mean the first time. <laughs> oh, um, probably about a year ago or so. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so are you ready to play a game? Yeah. All right, you're going to guess what the Irish slang means. We're going with Ireland because I couldn't think of another English-speaking country that doesn't have another uh, language. And when you look up ones like Wales Irish? or South South Africa, where they have another language like Welsh and Afrikaans, it gives you uh, other languages. And I can't fucking read Welsh oh, out wow. loud. So, uh, so we're going to go with Ireland again. I'm sure I've done it before. So acting the maggot. What does it mean to act the maggot? To be silly. Yeah, fooling and messing around. Well, yeah, I'm surprised I got the right. All right, let's do cute whoer. H O O R, whoer. Uh, I have no damn clue. So it means person who quietly engineers things to their own advantage. So I guess someone who's Machiavellian, 
I guess. I've never heard most of these, so I'm just oh. kind of fucking running with it as always, oh. you know? Um, okay, effing and blinding. He was effing and blinding nonstop. So like fucking and blinding at the same time. So so what's the what's your guess? Let's hear it. Fucking uh, and blinding? Like someone who is like like sticking their fingers in someone's eyeballs while they're having sex with them? Yeah, is that your guess? What's cross that? I know it means swearing and cursing. Wow. <laughs> um let's see. Uh gaff. To be injured. Um, it means home, which doesn't seem right. That doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but apparently it means, like, home. To have a free gaff means you're home alone, so I'll pop over to your gaff later. That doesn't sound accurate, but, you know, okay, well, if it's gaff, wrong, thought, like, gouge. if it's wrong, I blame IrelandBeforeYouDie.com. IrelandBeforeYouDie.com is to blame. Okay. That's a weird website name. I think so, too. <laughs> Um, okay. Holy Joe. A priest. It, oh shit, I lost it. Give me a sec. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can remember this. And then I scrolled away and then I immediately you forgot. So a holy Joe is a self-righteous or religious person. She's a bit of a holy Joe, actually. Oh, so Pharisee. <laughs> um, and let's do two more. Okay. Lash. To be angry. So, nope. There's three meanings and that's not one of them. <laughs> to rain hard, to make an attempt at something, or to go out drinking. So, the examples are, it was lashing out of the heavens. Give it a lash. Wow. Or let's go out that's on the lash Saturday. Pardon? That's way different than our context, because to lash out would, would be to be angry at someone and not to go out on a party. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Oh, no, that's... Okay, that's a word we used to. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> okay, it has sorry on this list. We know the word sorry or sorry if you're American. Sorry. Um, I don't say it like that. Say it. Say the I'm word. I'm like a fucking Australian. Say, say sorry. Sorry. Okay, sorry. You see, you, you do say sorry. You say it like, oh, like, really? like the, like the Indian like dress thing, like the Indian garment. <laughs> Fucking American. You should man. hear. It. So I'm friends with someone from Australia, and you should hear them say it. It sounds way different. Ooh, interesting. Okay, next time I talk to an Australian, I will be like, "Hey, can you say sorry for me? Sorry for me? I don't know how to say it. Whatever I talk to Americans, I, I say it wrong. Very lazy with all the words." Oh, I love the way Americans talk. Fourteen. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, one more, but I'm just trying to find a good one. Um, <laughs> floozy. Okay, we use the word floozy. We know what floozy means. Uh, I don't. You don't know? You don't use the word floozy? Okay, what's a no, floozy? I've never heard anyone in the state say that. Oh, interesting. Okay, what's a floozy? Let's hear your guess. Um, a flu? No, a floozy is a woman of questionable morals. So, like, oh, so the 
She oh, she she had a night I'm on the town. She's a real floozy. What? That's some. That's to us. That'd be the word sleazy. No, 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 no. Sleazy is a different. So floozy is a noun. Sleazy is an adjective. Oh, so floozy is is what you would call the person. So sleazy is an adjective, so it would describe a person. But a floozy is what a person is. So, right, like if I went out on the town and had a little fun, someone might call me a floozy. Oh, interesting. (laughs) A woman of loose moral character, (laughs) which means a woman who knows how to fuck. Um, All right. (laughs) Anyhow, um, so that was really fun. Thank you so much for joining us today, Erin. You, uh, do you have anything you want to add or say or anything? Nothing. Alrighty, Thanks for having me. No, no problem. I had fun too. And to my listeners, I love you. Bye.